Good day, everybody. This is E. Marcel Pertut. Welcome to another edition of the Grid Iron Blitz. We're going to preview week seven of the upcoming NFL season or week upcoming week seven of the NFL season. Make sure I say that correctly. Thanks for listening to us. We're recording this on October 23rd, 2021, getting close to the midway point of the regular season. Teams that are doing really well are probably going to do well the rest of the year. Teams that aren't doing so hot will probably stay that way too. And we'll go over all of that as we preview this upcoming week. As always, to follow everything that we do, head to the mothership to sportsquire.net, premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Inquire. And then finally, subscribe to us on our various audio and video hosts, such as YouTube, Spotify, which is a subs- anchor, subsidiary of Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and some other ones. Just wherever you go, just look for us and follow everything that we have going on. Well, I must admit, the first six weeks of the regular season have not gone so well as far as our predictions go. Right now, our record is 41, 51, and 2. So we're 10 games under 500. Not a good scenario. But if you take out that really bad week two when we were 3 and 13, we're over 500, but that's not the way it works. We keep we pick every game, good, bad, and ugly, and there are some ugly ones uh, coming up in this weekend. Uh, but yeah, still 10 under 500, not the best. But we were last week we were seven and seven, so we're kind of right at that 500 mark. And I think as I go through some of these picks, I think I'm good with who wins the games, but it's by how much, and that's the tricky part. And there's some big spreads. In fact. Looking at the rundown right now, we have at least well, three games with double-digit margins or for predictions or double-digit spreads. That is a large amount of numbers for an NFL game. And some of them are above, two of them are above 15. That's that's a blowout. That's like a, a power five school playing a directional school type of number. And this is the NFL. These are all professionals. So that's why these numbers being very high is surprising. Uh, but let's get to it. I picked Cleveland over Denver, so I got that win. I think you're looking at the Browns right now. Do you, we see all the injuries that they're dealing with, and even with Baker Mayfield, he's not going to play. I say he's not going to play the rest of the season. I think for two reasons. One, those injuries, the torn labrum, now they're saying he, he has a, a cracked shoulder and a blade or something, and those are his throwing. That's all on his throwing. So, well, all of it's not good, uh, but I know it's not on his throwing side. I take that back. It's on his non-throwing side. Uh, but still, all of those injuries are not going to be good for him to come back and play for the Browns. And two, I think Case Keenum can be a serviceable player at quarterback for the team. You saw what he did on Thursday night against the Broncos. Now, granted, it wasn't the most thrilling victory. He didn't throw for 1,000 yards or 10 touchdowns, but he was efficient. Dan turned the ball over. You know, and I think did a decent enough job to keep the Browns afloat. And that's where I I think that Baker Mayfield, I'm not saying that he's done in Cleveland because there's a lot of contracts and money and things you got to figure out in that regard. But I just think that the way the season is shaking out, I think Keenum, who also has a history with the Browns head coach, Stefanski, he was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota, and Case Keenum had his his career year with the with the Vikings, so there's some synergy there. You gotta keep all of that in mind as you uh, look at everything that's going on. 
I think Green Bay defeats Washington by more than eight points. The game is in Green Bay. Look, I just keep it simple. Packers are the better team, have the better quarterback. They're playing better overall. They're at home. Washington, we thought going into the season defensively they'd be stout. They've been average, maybe even a little below average. Offensively, you never know what you're going to get from Taylor Taylor Haneke. I'm going to take the the Packers minus the eight. Keep it real simple. And one of the games that I would avoid putting, not I wouldn't spend my life savings or even a dollar on this contest if I had to put money on it. But we pick all the games here with our setup. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus two and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. Who wins this game? I don't know. I can see the the Dolphins winning this by a touchdown. I can see the Falcons winning by a touchdown. Game's in Miami. I don't think home field advantage is going to mean much in this contest. If you look at who has the better quarterback, you'd probably have to say Matt Ryan, sure. The better defense, maybe the Dolphins by a small margin. Dolphins probably have a better defense. I'll, I'll give them a, the check mark there. But the Dolphins are at home. I think they win, and I, I just it's weird to see the Falcons as a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I'm just going to take the Dolphins plus the two-and-a-half to, to pick that one. This is a tricky game as well coming up. I'm going to take the New York Jets plus the seven at New England. I think the Patriots may be the slightly better team. I think Mac Jones, I don't say he's looked better than Zach Wilson because I think that New England isn't a better structure, structured organization. They have more going for it than the Jets do. I think Zach Wilson is being asked to do a lot for the Jets. And with that comes more margin for error. And that's been shown with Zach Wilson. But still, you see him make two or three throws or plays a contest that say, okay, that's why he was the second overall pick. So in the end, I say it's a close one. I think New England can win it, but it's going to be by a field goal. And that means they do not cover that seven-point margin. So giving the New York Jets plus the seven. The New York Giants are a three-point underdog at home against the Carolina Panthers. This is another contest. I have no idea what the read of this. I'm just going to take the home team plus the three, and that's the New York Giants against Carolina. I, I mean, if you look... I guess Joe Burrow, probably not Joe Burrow. We'll get to Joe Burrow in a moment. I'm looking ahead. Uh, Sam Darnold, probably better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Carolina is probably the better team. But this this reeks of just a – and I know Saquon Barkley is, as we're recording this, I believe is still out for the Giants. You know, clearly their best offensive player on paper. But this just seems like one of those games where the Giants find a way to either win it or to make it very, very close for the, against the Panthers. So I'm just going to take the the Giants plus the three. And this is a fun game. Baltimore against Cincinnati. Baltimore is a six and a half point favorite at home over Cincinnati. Look, Lamar Jackson, probably your, I don't like doing the midseason MVP or at week four or week five at this, this point in the season type of of story. But he has, and he's not mastered the game, Like he's, but he's he's playing at a higher level at the quarterback position than maybe anybody in the league right now. And I know Kyler Murray's had an excellent start to the year. Uh, Matthew Stafford's thrown for a lot of yards and touchdowns. And you can't uh, forget about uh, Tom Brady, 
Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, that trio that's always in the conversation, best quarterback in the league. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, just the ability to run the ball, and now he's throwing the ball further distance and more accurate than he has ever in his career. You know, you put all of that together, just a, a tremendous way he's playing right now. And the Ravens are finally playing some competent defense, and that's something they've been lacking. And I'll say by Ravens standards, but by top being a, they're the top 10 defense. So they're doing that, and Lamar Jackson's finally – Offense has opened up a little bit more. He could throw the ball more. I think that's really good for them. But you got to look at the Bengals and, you know, what Joe Burrow is doing right now with the Bengals having a 4-2 and two record at this point of the regular season has been great uh, for the Bengals. And Burrow, he's just been a, a positive attitude, positive mentality. Zach Taylor looks like he's a competent head coach. That's a really good team that the Bengals have put together. I think the Ravens still win this contest, but I'm going to take the Bengals plus the six and a half, either to win outright or for the going to make the the Bengals to make it very, very close and make it very competitive. And that's why in the end, I'm going to take the Bengals plus the six and a half. Kind of similar to the Green Bay Washington contest. The Raiders are a three point favorite at home over Philadelphia. I think the Raiders are a better team. I know that whole controversy with John Gruden. I don't think it really affects them as much as people want it to affect them. They still have the better overall team, the better quarterback in in, in Carr compared to Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia. I think that the Raiders are the better team. They're at home. They win by more than three points. Here are the three games with the huge uh, margins or a few huge uh, lines that is very, very tough to pick. And uh, you're going to sense a theme with all three of them. In fact, all three of these upcoming games, I'm going to uh, pick the plus side of things. Starting with the LA Rams are a 16-point home favorite against Detroit. Look, the Lions are not a very good team. And they've started to regress over the past few weeks. And if you remember, earlier on in the season, uh, lost a close, relatively close, close game at Green Bay. Had uh, lost a contest to the Ravens that acquired a record-setting 65-yard field goal kick by Justin Tucker of the Ravens to win uh, that contest. They lost another contest on a last-second field goal. So we've seen the the Lions be very competitive, but now it's starting to regress a little bit. We saw them lose pretty handily to the Bengals. Uh, they're just not in a good position right now. However, and Rams are, are the, I know they're toast of the town. They put a beating on the Giants last week. Stafford's throwing ball rail, Cooper Cup, maybe your best receiver in the NFL he's playing this year. But 16 points is a lot of points. And I think now, granted, you also have to look at the fact that Jared Goff, who, you know, used to play for the, for the Rams, he is now back in Los Angeles playing for for the, the Lions, this familiarity there. Now, they know what golf is good at, but golf also knows that defense. Uh, so you add all of that together. I think that the Rams win the contest, but they do not cover that 16-point margin. The Arizona Cardinals are an 18-point favorite at home against the Houston Texans. Now, the Texans may be the worst team in the NFL. Now, I don't know Jacksonville finally got their first win last week, but they could have that distinction as well. But the Texans are not very good. And Davis Mills, he's a local guy from Metro Atlanta. We've been following his career since he was in high school. But still, that the Texans are a mess right now. 
We see the rumors that they now are finally going to try to make a move to get Deshaun Watson out of there. Long overdue, uh, but and we'll, that, that's another story for another day. But the point is that franchise is just not in a good spot. And oh goodness, I'm I'm watching an indie, the uh, Illinois Penn State game and the Illinois player just dropped a game winning touchdown. Wow, that's not good. Uh, anyway, back to the game. Back to what we're recording here. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, the Texans are not a good organization. The Cardinals are a very strong team right now, still undefeated. You've seen a, a lot of big play from Kyler Murray uh, and everything along those lines. 18 points is a lot for one NFL team to beat another. And I'm going to take the Texans plus the 18. They're not going to win the game. But I think that 18-point margin is a, a lot for any team to win uh, in that regard. Tampa is a 11.5-point favorite at home over the Chicago Bears. I'm going to take the Bears plus the 11.5. I think that Justin Fields, he's going to provide a little bit of spark for the team. Now, the Bucks win the contest, and their offense has been playing pretty well. But no Antonio Brown, no Gronkowski. I think they still win the contest, but if I don't see it being a blowout uh, in that way. I think the Bears keep keep it competitive, keep it interesting. But ultimately, the 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 Bucks win the contest. But I think the Bear they do not cover. And the Bears uh, will lose by less than the 11 and a half. This is a tricky game as well. San Francisco 49ers, four-point favorite at home over the Indianapolis Colts. Give me the 49ers minus the four. I, I'm, I'm picking the 49ers to win the contest. I know Garoppolo is supposed to be coming back uh, for this contest. We'll see what happens with on the offensive end. Carson Wentz has looked okay so far this year, but him going on the road, Against San Francisco, a pretty solid defense. I think ultimately I'm going to take uh, the 49ers to win this contest. And then finally, Seattle is a four and a half point uh, underdog at home against the New Orleans Saints. And I say that underdog in a weird way because I know that Russell Wilson is out and uh, Geno Smith is not the answer. Cam Newton would have been interesting there, but once again, similar Watson. I think my next show I'll do the quarterback limbos with a lot of these teams in in the league. Uh, but Geno Smith's not the answer, even for a short term. But he's—I don't say he's even competent, but he's a—he's a living, breathing quarterback. He's not awful. He's okay. Jameis Winston—that's the wild card on the road. I don't know what to expect for him going to Seattle. I'm going to take the Seattle plus the four and a half points. I just don't see how they could be that much of an underdog at home, even with Geno Smith. So those are my picks. Thanks for listening to our show. As always, go to the sportsquire.net, premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can go to our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Acquire. And then finally, subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Do a search or an anchor as well. Do a search for us on there and you'll be able to keep track of everything that we do until next time. Good fight. Good night and be safe.